welcome to the Over Under Cheapers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, he just poured out an entire bottle of jet black hair dye. It's Jason Waterfalls. <laughs> Lost another one. Shout out OG Legend. Do you think he's going to go gray now? Do you think immediately? Do you think he's going to like let the last season go gray or like stay jet black? And then after he retires, like, I'm going to stop dyeing my hair now. He's definitely going to stay jet black. That's the vibe. Or do you think he actually hasn't gone gray? And he's just like, I, smoke him if you got him. And that's what I'm, I'm not, doing. I'm not convinced he's retiring. You don't think, oh, I like it. They're going to do well. And then he's going to be like, well, I'm going to come back one more. John, you're not ready. Lots of uh, queue up Leo and Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. Lots yeah. of those gifts coming back. <laughs> I like it. As always, the Over Under Cheers is a proud member of the Podcast Media Group. And it is a show intending to consider news from the sports world to the prism of overs and unders. Again, we're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we'll always help people to gamble responsibly jason i know how i am because i was at the beach i was in the sun i don't know if you can tell that i'm looking sun-kissed i am peeling on my forehead but that's just that's just my way that's how i do things i know how i'm doing how are you doing so you did get sun you're saying listen i got annihilated uh the first day and so it was like the for the next four days i had to wear big indiana jones hat and big t-shirt energy and uh, that's just like how I like to get down, you know? Hey, re- real talk, and I'm being mm-hmm. serious. I cannot find a bucket hat that fits my head. Yeah, that is a problem. I had to do some stretchy, stretchy stuff to it to make it kind of work. And even then, oh, it didn't yeah. like it didn't like um, dance with my skull, you know? It kind of like sat atop of it. And I was, was like, that's enough for me. One of those special online ones where like the, the, the brim doesn't flap. It's like good to yeah, go. Yeah, it is. It's a sharp one. It looks kind of like a la Greg Norman if he was into water sports. That's kind of that's kind of the vibe, but I did pay. It was about three hundred dollars in a t-shirt novelty oh store. So that was that was great. It was like, well, I'll die of like, where the hair's thinning. I'll die of that scalp cancer, or I'll I'll pay a lot of money for this stupid hat that doesn't fit my head. And you know, I'm an idiot. So we're back from a week off. Appreciate everybody's uh, patience and grace. Um, it's a it's a good week to get back because we got a lot. We have a lot. You know, I think going into this week, I thought this is going to be we're gonna like gonna sneak a little bit of NBA talk. But we're really going to be talking about the NFL. We're going to talk about uh, Julio Jones. But that's neither here nor there. We're here. We're, we got a lot of good uh, basketball content to talk about. And, you know, uh, gosh, I went to bed last night and I thought, okay, I have a sense of how we're going to talk, like what we're going to talk about here. And then lo and behold, we have uh, we have NBA news. We have uh, NCAA news. So it's going to be a really exciting episode. We'll start with the NBA. And uh, the first over-under I want to hit you with is uh, regarding the Brooklyn Nets. Because, you know, well, I think... They are probably assuming the mantle of the most formidable team left. And I say that as, you know, a lot of the subtext of our last episode was the Lakers versus the Suns. And I feel like we seesawed there a little bit. I, I got to be honest with you. Um, there were a couple moments I considered sending a taunting text to you and Andre. Um, it, was a, it was the moment when Braun was like posting up Jay Crowder and like aggressively clowning on him, you know? And I felt about like, I, I was going to send that to you guys, but I but I didn't. And now I'm, I'm, I'm glad I didn't because it's not looking so good for me. I remember the clear stance that you took. And I do believe Bet the, bet the House was on the... Yeah. After a commentary of 0-23. But yeah, let's definitely ride you in the Lakers. Can we update that to 0-25, uh, by the way? Um, I will the, say... Before the series look, is even over? I felt so good. I mean, I think I had it read correctly, you know? It's just Anthony Street Clothes Davis, like Charles Barkley likes to call him, which I do love. Um, do, you, do you think if Chris uh, Paul doesn't get hurt um, and LeBron and AD are healthy, do you do you still feel like the Suns win that, or, or how do you think that goes? I don't know in that specific scenario because I still think that Chris Paul is fairly injured because he has his play has declined this yeah. series. 
and he just does he just looks old right yeah but all he has to do is facilitate it's different so then it just matters what devin booker's up to and what if the other sons are hitting but i i think if everyone was healthy it goes seven games and i just i think you picked the suns because the, the lakers are not last year's lakers they're really not and i think you know as it stands um we're there uh suns are three two and i think if the lakers do get eliminated um the conversation will be like wait he was hurt you know yeah. I do think there's a conversation of like, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, they were kind of a problem. And I realized in 72 hours, the Lakers could win game seven in Phoenix and Bron could go for like 70 and this will be yep. moot and stupid. But I don't know. It feels weird. But I think the under, the the billboard will be Anthony Davis got hurt. Ergo, the Lakers didn't win when really it might have been an ugly series if Chris Paul never got hurt. So I just wanted to you know acknowledge that even though I was feeling pretty good about myself. The thing I am kind of feeling good about is, are the Brooklyn Nets uh, in these playoffs. So And that's the, that was a long way to get to this first over-under, which is how many games will the Nets lose in the Eastern Conference playoffs? I've set it at three and a half. And really, this is about, I think, you can go about this with two different ways. Do you think they'll like seed a game per series here in the rest of the playoffs? Or do you think they will get um, a beat by a, a, the Bucks or the Sixers or, uh, God forbid, the Wizards or something in the playoffs? You know, when I look at this, I don't... I honestly... Jason... I'm being straight up with you. I am drinking tequila right now, but I'm going to be honest with you, and I have all my mental faculties. I don't think they lose again. I honestly don't. I think the only time they lose is when they get very, very bored because when they lost to the Celtics the other night, I think KD was like, these guys are trash, and I'm ready to go home, and I'm not interested in this game anymore. I I just, especially with Embiid getting hurt, the only issue is the Bucs, and I, I don't know. I think the Bucs NBA Finals was beating the Heat. I don't know that they're ready to deal with the Nets. What do you think? I've been against the Bucs because what have they ever done in the sure. playoffs? Yeah, very reasonable. This is a different team, and they look a real strong. And they took up they they sent the Miami Heat home. Like Brooklyn, Boston kept playing. Miami mm-hmm. stopped playing. They're like, never mind. We do not want to be here. And Boston was pretty outmanned, you know, with Jalen out. They were prone to quit anyway. And Miami. I mean, I don't know if you've heard about this, but heat culture, no, not, I, it's yeah. not, it's against heat culture to quit. And Jimmy Butler, did you know Jimmy Butler? Like he's a dude and he doesn't quit or anything. He got dunked on like literally and metaphorically. So I mean, I, is it, is it surely because of what the Bucks did to the heat that you feel like there's something to be contended with? Yeah. I mean, like where was that at all, all year? And maybe you just need to throw out the regular season at this point with this, with this particular year, everybody was tired, blah, blah, blah. But Milwaukee is, is the only team that looked like really stepped on the gas when the playoffs start. Weirdly, I think Milwaukee and, and Brooklyn are, are in the same category. I think both are kind of, Milwaukee has been uh, very fortunate to not have like injury issues this year. Right. So they've kind of dodged a bullet. I don't know if it's a freshness thing. I don't know. Cause I feel like Drew Holiday has a tendency to get dinged. Uh, the Nets, I feel like weirdly, all three of those guys took a lot of time off in different ways. But it's like if it's the net effect is when Embiid is going down and AD is going down and Donovan Mitchell's coming in hobbling. It's like they're kind of super fresh right now. And I was looking at their shooting splits um, from the postseason so far. You realize KD is shooting fifty percent from three. James Harden shooting forty eight percent and Kyrie's shooting thirty nine percent and Joe Harris is shooting fifty two percent from three. I just feel like this is ungodly. This is like it KD feels amazing. He, I, I think, I, I think for the rest of the of the playoffs, I'm just going to bet KD over on points and James Harden over on assists 
and just like oh, limit myself in that way. I'm going to be like down and then parlay them. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something kind of quietly violent about the nets and I don't know that we're ready for it. I understand that, but if you're going to use that combination of words, quietly violent. Yeah. That's kind of what's going on with Milwaukee right now. There is no Milwaukee to talk at all. Yeah, they just, that's true. They just took apart a higher seated, better regular season record Miami heat. And I mean, obviously I was very wrong because I thought the heat were a good chance for an upset. Sure. That wasn't even close. It was actually the biggest opposite of that. So I was very wrong about that from uh, a couple episodes ago. Well, you weren't the only one. A lot of people were. Yeah, because just nobody thought that Milwaukee could do this. But Holiday coming in, it's just a different team. They're being led from the front now. Giannis doesn't have to be the leader because he's just, he's not the, you know, he's definitely a great talent, MVP, all that. But now the Holiday's there, he can kind of, I don't want to say do Scotty Pippen things, but he can do a mixture of Jordan sometimes, Pippen sometimes, and then go back and forth instead of having to be, because in those other series in years past, it was just like everybody's just staring at him the entire time. Yeah, and so it's it's definitely different. I, I think it's the the difference between those two teams, though, it's almost like with the Bucks, it's like going to McDonald's and ordering a number seven and getting that, but then also getting an extra order of fries. You're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome, extra order of fries. With the Nets, it's like you sit down, and it's like, actually, this is an all-you-can-eat buffet, and we're going to bring the food to you. And it's just, it feels like a snuff film watching them. And it it almost makes me like disgusted with what they do. And I think part of that too is. And they haven't even turned it on yet. They haven't even turned it on. I don't even know if they need to. I don't know if they'll ever turn it on. I think they're going to have to this series. But three and a half in the Eastern Conference. ah, You've set the line correctly. Let's just make that very clear because, man, is it four? Is it three? I'm going to go under. I'm going to have to go, go under two. I'm going to go under two. And it does feel like now the Bucks nets is the NBA finals to me. Does that feel wrong? Yeah. Unfortunately for my stake bet with you. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I actually do like, I do like some of the Western conference teams. Okay. So let's move to the second over under. And this is a uh, sports adjacent only because the, probably the thing we take you and I both as individuals take as seriously as sports was the television program, the OC on the Fox Broadcast Network. And the reason I want to talk about this is because, you know, it's on HBO Max. So Ashley and I, we snuck in a couple of those episodes, just like living in the nostalgia. I've I've seen um, uh, Misha Barton doing a couple different, like almost like oral histories or interviews and being like, this is actually what it was like on the set of the OC. I'll so say like, pity party interviews, but go ahead. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. So it's like, it's, it's, there's a, there's a momentum. I have no sources on this. No one has said anything to me. I've not read anything, but there's got to be an OC reboot in the happenings, in the works, right? So it's on the, I feel like we're all, we're coming up the OC. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to parse through Marissa Cooper, her overall character ranking on the OC. I'm going to give you the number of the minute, uh, give you the number in a minute, but I think it's important to talk about, uh, like uh, articulate your enthusiasm and your experience as a young adult watching this TV show, because I think it's, 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 you know, it invoked to be like, I really like this show, but I feel like it's, it's incumbent upon us to communicate to the listener how into the OC we were. I thought Seth Cohen was me on screen. Like <laughs> just this, the smart aleckness and the wit. Oh man. I, I just loved him so much. And I just thought, man, if I grew up in California, I was actually born in California, but I didn't live there very long. Um, but man, I just I just thought he was the absolute best. And then Sandy was the best television dad, maybe of all time. But 
definitely top three. Sandy and, was the best. So yeah, like we, I think there were several nights where you came over to newlywed Ashley in, in my house and we watched it. I remember um, this is the source of my contempt for DirecTV. Correct. Because I think it was the season. I was, I was leaving this story for you. Look, it was, I just, I remember getting really upset because that was back, and I don't know if it's still like this because I don't have DirecTV, um, but if like you had some clouds or like it was thundering, DirecTV would not show your picture. And it was just immensely frustrating to me. This was the season finale, I think of the first season of the OC, and we had gotten out back. Um, we'd gotten it to go, you know, got that like that that chocolate looking bread. We got some uh, bacon cheese fries, the whole thing. We got the whole thing ready to go and we're watching it and we just got no reception. And I don't think we could like, even if the picture was interrupted, you couldn't even TiVo it because the TiVo Correct. would be the interrupted picture. And I was just, I was really upset about this. So I'm, you know, I might've said some things, might've pitched a fit. I don't know, but it was just, I took my, ser- my, my TV seriously. And I, I wish DirecTV took their TV seriously. So what we're going to talk about here is Marissa Cooper, overall character ranking on the OC. I've set the number at nine and a half. And I'll just tell you, um, you probably knew this. You were probably like coming into this, knowing where my head was at, just knowing your history with me and how I watched the show. She is not in the top 10 for me, which is really what this question is about. And I made a list and I'm going to, I'm going to read the names in my top 10. This is in order too. This is in biblical order. Okay. Like written in marker in stone. Okay. What order are you going in? Are you going one to 10 or one to 10? I'm going one to 10. So you just want us to start fighting immediately. Okay. That's fine. I'm not, look, I'm not saying this is like, this is my, this is my order, but I am saying biblical. It is for me, but I, I am saying Marissa Cooper is not in this list. And if you disagree with me, and, you know, we're going to have a little bit of a, of, a, of a disagreement. Number one, Sandy, obviously, right? Duh. No, Seth. No, Sandy's number one because he's the heartbeat. He's the conscious. He's the soul of the show. Seth doesn't have the eyebrows that Sandy has. That's actually, oh, the, that's the Jiminy Cricket of the show. People don't know that. Seth so it's Sandy. All the bagels. Look, Sandy, Ryan, Seth, Summer. What? That's the top, that's the top Ryan four. Ryan over Seth? Have you lost your mind? He is, he's the antagonist, or I'm sorry, he's the protagonist of the show. You know, he's it starts with him. Of the show? Yeah, but like, that's what, that's what gets you Isn't to Seth. Ryan is the protagonist over Seth? Seth is the straw. Listen, you, uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but you don't get to Seth without no, Ryan. You know what three. I'm saying? Top three is the correct top three. Go ahead. The, uh, Ryan is like the cake part of the cupcake, and Seth is the, is the frosting, right? We agree on this. We agree on this. But like the, the cake part has to carry the frosting, has to get you to the frosting. So, okay, that's for Kiki's number five. Kiki's number five. Julie Cooper Nickel is number six. Um, Caleb Nickel um, is uh, whatever the next one. Uh, Anna, the, the Samir Armstrong, the one like the female Seth. She's oh, next. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Townsend. That's just, that's purely me. That's purely a oh, me pick. Olivia Wilde over Samara Armstrong. She's next. She's okay. next. I've got, I've got Olivia Wilde as Alex Kelly. You've got um, your levels correct. Okay. I've got tears. I'm, I'm a tear guy. You yeah. know, I, I could be, I could be talked up any hill. And then I have uh, Luke. Welcome to OC. B word. Love yes. that. Iconic. And then I have Summer's dad, Neil. I really liked Neil. I really oh got along gosh. with him. Now, not receiving votes, um, but close to the top 10. Chili Volchek and Frank Atwood played by yes. Kevin Sorbo, who was Hercules. I forgot yes. that, honestly. I really did. Volchek is incredible. So all that said, I, I think I got to 14 without mentioning Marissa. Do you agree or disagree with that? That's not correct. Marissa's nine. I'm, I'm going to have to take the over, meaning that she's in the top 10. I mean, what's, what's the rationale? Is it because like the show and Ryan? Are... We don't want her to be nine, but you know that she is because... 
because <laughs> your nine and 10 are like, I cannot put her in the top 10. And I understand that. And it's very, it's very honorable on your part because she was terrible in so many different ways, but it's number nine. Look, it's, I think a lot of the show is so perfect. And I think the show is always going to burn out like it burned out. I do think in a, with a different Marissa, the show yes. might be a whole new ball game. You know yes. what I mean? Look, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've honestly, like, I feel like you just skipped over Neil and like, you, you don't want to talk about Neil. And I don't, honestly, that was a strange move by you. I don't know why you did that. And I, I will like, <laughs> I would give you a demerit if we were at school for that. But, um, I, I want you to know, do you watch Yellowstone? You get down with Yellowstone? Not yet. I do intend to. I see you as someone who would hate Yellowstone or someone who would actually devote their life to Yellowstone. And I I'm can't probably going to devote my life. And that's why I very just nervous. know Neil summer's dad. He plays the same exact character in the OC as he does in Yellowstone. He didn't change anything. I think he actually calls her summer too. It's great. I love Let it. Let me ask you a question. Yep. We've talked to a lot of people about the OC, not enough yeah. for the record, but if, yeah. how many people do you think bring up Neil in their top 50 of remembering? Not enough. I'll tell you that. Not enough. Real. It was. It was a real. You know, Jimmy Cooper was the yin. Neil was the yang. Real balance. He was a real feng shui to the conversation. Let me ask you this: Over under one and a half people in your life you've talked about the OC with who have matched or exceeded your enthusiasm for the show. I'm taking the under because I've never met someone who's as enthusiastic about the OC as I am. Oh, way over. I can really I, a lot I, of people over my head. Man. Oh, I bring it up all the time. Maybe it's a South thing. Maybe people if we ever just... start talking about TV with somebody, then I'll just be like, yeah, but nothing's as good. And maybe I'm just getting older, but remember how good teen angst was even like in my twenties, like the OC, like I'm just like yeah. setting it up to lead into it. And yeah. People, yeah. That show was incredible. And then we, we just start talking about it. See, I, I guess it's different in the South. There's like a, a toxic masculinity, which when you, when part of your job is recapping the bachelor, you just give that up. Um, okay. I'm glad we disagree on that because I feel like that, that honors the spirit of the show. I think that's what Josh Schwartz would have honor the spirit of Neil. And I Neil is a treasure and a majesty. I'm not and saying he's not, but let's... You yeah. know what? Be honest with the listener. As soon as we get off recording, you'll be like, I agree with you on Neil. You'll say it. You will 100% <laughs> agree with me. I know you. I know you I've will. already sent you two texts and two articles about how he's the greatest. <laughs> All right, last over under. Uh, this is about the Duke Blue Devils, who... Um, I don't know if it's sad news. I don't know if they were leveled today because I feel like there was probably rumors and whisperings about Coach K's retirement, but he did retire. Um, he retired in advance today. So he did, you know, let people know that this would be his last time through. So if they had any like gift baskets, if they had any trinkets, if they had any signed pictures or jersey swaps they wanted to do, he will be available for doing that this year. So I thought it would be a good occasion to talk about Duke, because I think everything is setting up for this is going to be like the Derek Jeter last year, you know, of everyone romancing the stone with like Coach K. But also, I th I think the sub interesting conversation is what is Duke's seeding in next year's NCAA tournament going to be? Uh, because I think this is going to be one of those years where it's like, let's win one for Coach K. Let's send them out as a winner. You know, last year was so disappointing. What's it going to be this year? So I've set that number at three and a half. And you know, I almost said it at four and a half, but I thought that could get us in the territory where there are five playing a 12. I don't like that juju. I don't like that vibe. I, my heart was like, they've lost it. He's lost it. Duke's just not what it was. I was going to take the over, but then I started doing a little bit of research, checked out the recruiting class. And uh, I think their number, they have the second best recruiting class behind Florida State, weirdly, what? which I wasn't ready for. I know. They were a um, great team. I won some money on them last year. On Florida State? 
Yeah, until the tournament. Yeah, I um I won a lot on one game and then I lost a lot on another game because they play uh offense like I play offense and it's not pretty. It is not a good thing to watch. So they have they have a dude named Poalo Benchero. I think he's the number two overall prospect. AJ Griffin, Trevor Keels, Jalen Blakes. They have some good positional diversity. Um great and names. very great names. Uh, Paolo Benchero looks like a guy you choose to be on Madden who is like a linebacker and he's going to ruin some lives. Um, Some people are saying, not me, but some people are saying that this class is just a a pinch behind the 2018 class that R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and Zion Williamson. So so I'm taking the under. Where are you at? So you're taking top three? Top three, baby. Top three. Okay, you should have taken four and a half because they... Four, okay, maybe, but I, I'm taking five. I'm definitely taking the over. Why are I don't care what the recruiting classes? Let's go back and look at all of his recu- recruiting classes. It's it's got to always be top five, right? Yeah, not you're not finishing, wrong. They're not finishing in the top five in in the seedings or in the end of the uh, the tournament. I'm purely doing this out of let's win one for Coach K. And it's it's Why almost got like other players that are only there for a year and not want to win one for themselves and Coach K. Spoiler alert: these kids are don't care about winning one for Coach K. They care about winning one for themselves to make themselves more money. This is not as this they is should. A, this as is a good they point. Should. This is a hundred percent a good point. My thing is, what if the ACC is like, hey, you know, let's call this game a little tighter because Duke is a good story. CBS can kind of flex their muscle a little bit. I just you know like. Watching the PGA Championship a couple weekends ago, where it was almost like we were willing Phil to win because that's what we wanted to happen instead of Brooks Kepka. I just, I, the rational person inside me is like, there's no, there's no reason to assume Duke is going to overperform because it's his last year and because Correct. all these players are one and done. They did get a decent transfer though. I think UNC is going to be down. Are I don't you know in that, the, are you in the big into the? college basketball portals now like what's going on do you remember the two schlubby brothers who played on like a weird mid-major team and they uh it was in this this year's tournament and they were i think the older one was like a fifth year senior who had already graduated so he's transferring somewhere but he looked like the night janitor at like a corporate building loyola chicago that might be it might be that dude he's going to duke no, see, I was trying to figure out where's that guy going because I thought he's going to go somewhere. He's going to go no, somewhere. He's super cool. there. Those those kids just freaking stay there. No, but he was like, I'm going to go somewhere cool and like win a championship. Do you did you see the kid who he's like seven eight and he just committed to Gonzaga and yeah. uh, he looks like a like a baby deer and he's supposed to be like if the next coming. I don't know what age that kid is, so I'm not going to talk about his. Um, I'm not going to talk about how, how skinny he, and frail he looks. I didn't say frail. Yeah, I did. I he did is. look. Hey, knocks your boy. I'm equal opportunity ageist. That kid is too skinny. I don't care how old. I don't care if he's 12. He's too skinny. Okay, honestly, he's too skinny to be dunking on people and throwing his crotch in their face like he's like something, like he's grandmama. That's too much. And I'm going to call that out. I'm a truth teller. Okay, I don't. Know what, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to apologize for that. If how he was many, 78 years old years? and he was driving into a Publix window, I would be criticizing that too. I'm just the brave person on the internet right now. I guess you, you were doing the equal opportunity thing great until you added the extra shot against the old person. So now, now, now you're like between last episode, you're still one up on the older age. Good. But I need a greatest generation. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Hit a stop sign. You know. <laughs> so according to uh, some of the gambling odds, the Duke Blue Devils have the one, two, three, four, five, sixth best odds at winning 
the What's national championship next year. Uh, they are plus 1,600. They It's uh, Duke, Kansas, Ohio State are all plus 1,600. Alabama, Florida State are plus 2,000. The overall favorite is obviously Gonzaga and uh, Michigan. So I don't know. I don't know. Vegas seems to think they will be a top uh, well, because of the recruiting class, like everything's pointing that way, right? So it's sure. not like it's not like I don't understand it, but you know, why? Why in his last year is he going to be better at coaching a championship team than he has in these other years that he's had these incredible players? Okay, let me ask you this: if he shows, if he shows up and first game of the year he has a walker with the tennis balls on the bottom, he's not dyed his hair anymore; it's completely like silver. They're winning. Are you like? This is better or this is worse? Way better. If he comes with silver hair, they're I winning. With you. I, I think it's like he's so old. He's deteriorating. We have to win for him. If he sticks to his nonsense, they're not winning. All right, and now we're going to transition to better in theory. And when doing so, we're also going to welcome Andre Three Sacks into the building. Andre, how are we doing, man? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. You know, a lot of NBA and college basketball coaching news as mm-hmm. we record tonight. NHL and NBA playoffs are in full swing and the NFL and college football seasons are inching closer. Boys, let's go. Man, you know, uh, I saved this for for when you would show up. I wanted to check in on Jason and just be like, how are you doing with Brad Stevens? Not even like not going to Indiana, but he's just like going to the boardroom in Boston. Like, are you okay? Like, I never said he was going to Indiana. And sure, I no, I know, my, I know you didn't. I, know I you texted didn't. my buddy and I was like, hey, Brad Stevens news. Where's your guy? <laughs> Yeah, the message boards let them astray, I guess. I don't know. Imagine that. Like, it's crazy. What if it's 6D chess? Brad Stevens hires Mike Woodson to coach the Celtics, takes the Indiana job. Let's go. So do you think that in all of this, Duke was like, hey, man, like, what's your deal? What are you going to do? And then he took that to Danny Ainge. He's like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but this team sucks and like you kind of suck. So, like, maybe we should do a thing. Brad is playing 6D chess, and he took that to the owners of the Celtics and was like, hey, you know how Ainge may or may not be in or out next season? Yeah, yeah. I may be in or out headed to Duke next season, so what's up? I'm going to I'm gonna say this, and you guys are going to think I'm making a joke, but I'm actually being really serious. Is Brad Stevens the Matt Stafford of coaches in the NBA right now? <laughs> you think I'm joking, but I'm like, is he good? Is he, is he good? <laughs> is this an upgrade? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, Knox, you know Matt Stafford is good, for the record. And I, do. I don't know. I just don't know that Brad Stevens is good. I guess the question is, like, is the perception of Brad Stevens, is it equal to the actuality of Brad Stevens? Yes, it's it is. Not, it's not too much because he was going to be the next pop and then he never yeah. got there and no one said he got there. Yeah. He was headed that way. And then now he's just not. And that's okay. okay. Let me ask this. Um, w- which one gun to your head? You have to pick a haircut for the rest of your life and you got to <laughs> wear this hair forever. Brad Stevens or Kirby smarts. Which one are you taking? <laughs> It's obviously Kirby. I would look. <laughs> no, it's Brad Stevens. <laughs> okay, okay. Haircut, I'll take Here's it. the thing. They're both young. fourth grade haircuts, to be Correct. fair. Kirby's Eighth is worse, haircut. but he feels like he has more fun with it. But Brad it's an elite in a visor. <laughs> it's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So I think upset pick, it's Kirby Smart, You've which never I never would have thought Brad I would have Stevens believe. in a visor. Brad Stevens, it's just a bad, it's just a bad prep school haircut. Like it's the kid who gets bullied. It's the kid who gets (laughs) 
Oh my and gosh. No, <laughs> I'm not saying let's do that. I'm, I'm just saying, edit. speaking of bad places, let's go to the NFC South. It is, uh, <laughs> there's some stuff to talk about here. So we're going to, we're doing better in theory. We're doing NFC South over unders. Um, we're going to go through all the teams. And at the end, we will choose each individually which one we feel best about betting on. Um, let's start with the Bucks. The Bucks, their number is 11 and a half. Um, obviously, I'm a little biased here. 17 game season. 17 game season, which I'll never remember, but I'm glad that you keep <laughs> telling me that because I, I do need that reminder, honestly. Um, I, for me, you know, obviously, I love Tom Brady. Um, I like this team. I like that they kept everybody together. I think the continuity. This season versus last is probably the biggest addition more than any other free agent they could have added. Just being able to be together and keep building on what they had last year. Um, the only question I had when I was thinking about this is like, will everyone have lost the eye of the tiger? I'm talking about the players. I'm also talking about Bruce Arians because he feels like a guy who's like, you know what, let's crush some tape after lunch. And then like he goes and sees uh, Fast and Furious 9 for like the third time. You know, and he's just like, I don't know. I don't really care anymore. So, I don't know. Even Tom Brady, I feel like he's got his FU Super Bowl, and I don't know if he'll have the same drive. So, all that said, though, the number's 11 and a half, and I went through the schedule. It feels like a 14, maybe 15-win team, so I'm going way over. What do you guys think? Uh, Andre, you go first. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely they are in win mode now. One of those nuggets I think you sort of mentioned there is they return all 22 starters. That is unheard of and yeah. especially a salary cap uh, era. So I think, you know, having that continuity, I think is a huge part of it, but yeah, I mean, it, do they still have that sort of chip on their shoulder um, to do it again? And I would say, yes. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to, can they stay healthy and can Tom be Tom at 43 and can Gronk be Gronk? You know, we saw he could be Gronk for the Super Bowl, but can he do it, you know, for 17 games? But I, I sort of agree looking at the schedule, you know, at a minimum, that's 12 and five. I definitely think it's at least 12, 12 and five or better. I got, I got to tell you, the 17 game thing didn't bother me until I had to pick a team that was going to be 12 and five at least. Yeah. And that just feels really weird. Um, Brady doesn't need an FU Super Bowl. That, that's not even a concept in his head. The only thing that's going to matter for this team getting back to the Super Bowl or close is going to be injuries. Yeah. But even with injuries, over 11 and a half. Book it. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit about them. They're super talented. I think it's a lot about the NFC South. I think they're middling right now. Yeah. They're um, middling it, and they're flipping over. Panthers, new quarterback. Yeah, Saints, there's some turnover there. Does it bother you guys uh, how adept at social media Tom Brady seems to be? Because it kind of does bother me a little bit. I saw he's on TikTok. You know, like he's going team? over a new place. Is it him or is it a team? Because if it's him, kudos. It's him on TikTok, like you know where they can like do the the video behind you and like you're commenting on it. It's him doing it. So I don't know. I'm I know sure, like people processing it. Yeah, he could have a team doing the script. That don't you reads. dare TikTok explain me. I know you're trying to, <laughs> but don't. Do you believe that TikTok is a like a tool of the Chinese government to spy on us? Because I kind of do. I think yes. I kind of do. Definitely. If they can recommend shows I will watch and products I will buy, I'm okay with it. I will. I'm fine with it. If that. Zuckerberg and Facebook are still going and they definitely are part of the American government, then TikTok is definitely part of the Chinese government. Okay, so TikTok is part of the Chinese government and the buck's over. We're we're in uniform agreement. <laughs> Lock it. And, yeah. and Tom Brady's right. elite on the uh, social media. What he, he was doing with uh, when they announced him and Phil versus Bryson and Aaron Rodgers, just needling uh, that bryson oh uh, Kepka uh, rivalry. I'm here for it. I forgot about that. I am that. so here for it. 
I love I love that they're doing stuff like that. I absolutely <laughs> love it, and I hope they keep doing it. Um, okay, let's move to the Saints. Uh, their number is nine. Um, I was when I was looking at this, I thought, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of this is reputational, and I think life without Drew Brees, even though he cannot throw four yards in the air anymore, I think it's going to be dark. And I think this when I was thinking about this, I thought this is going to be Sean Payton's version of Bill Belichick and Cam Newton when he's like, I need to show people. It's a system. It's not a player. Smash cut to football night in America and Tony Dungy and Rodney Harrison are like, I can't believe Jameis threw eight interceptions in a single game, but he did. You know? <laughs> so I, I'm going way under. Like, I'm going extreme under, and I went through their schedule. I just don't like it. They have $1 million in cap space. They have a lot of needs. I don't like any of it. Uh, Andre, when you were looking at this, how did you feel? Yeah, I think it's that life with no breeze. So then you have to rely on Jameis or Taysom Hill. And, Mm -hmm. you know, do you want a running back slash tight end at quarterback or do you want a guy that's going to throw four interceptions a game? Uh, That's sort of pick your poison there. But, yeah, I mean, but what's kind of a cause for concern is Breeze wasn't Breeze last year and they still won 12 games. He was hurt for most of the year. Um, They still have elite weapons with Kamar and Michael Thomas. Um but saying that, I just I don't see them being the Saints that we're accustomed to. I think they do take a step back. I think it's locker room and leadership and stuff like that. So I have them slightly under at eight and nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason, what about you? When you saw that, are you are you kind of on the same track of like they're not going to be as good? Give me give me the over. Uh, you're going to take the over. Okay, explain that. I believe in Sean Payton coaching up Jameis more than I believe in Jameis's previous coaches. Yeah. So if this is the best coach that Jameis has had, and he sat for an entire season in this when he was switching over coaches in Tampa Bay before, and I just got to get to 10, 10 and seven, especially, you know, I'm, you'll see what happens here with the Panthers and, and, and Andre's Falcons, but I'm going to go ahead and take the over on nine because I think it's going to, I think it's going to end up, being 10. So what I'm hearing you say is like they're last game of the year, they're eight wins and you need a drive from Jameis and you see him on the d- sideline doing that thing where he's sucking on his fingers. You're like, oh, I feel good about this. He's about to I, eat that W. Knox, come on, bring, bring the jokes. What was, <laughs> what was his stat line last year? Do you guys feel better or worse about the fact that Kevin James um, was tapped to play Sean Payton in a movie about Bounty Gate? I think that I think that Sean Payton feels great about it, and because that's so weird, I feel great about it. Okay, permission to rephrase. Do you feel good about Sean Payton being played by Kevin James, comma the guy who was Paul Blart Mall Cop? Have you seen the NASCAR show on Netflix? Uh, F one. Are you still trying to talk about F one? Okay. Or no? Hold on. For the record, you need to chill out. There's a big difference between F1 and NASCAR. Don't get him started. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I will stop making inappropriate references if you start talking about F1. Deal? Just to be very clear, I said NASCAR because Kevin James is in a Netflix NASCAR show. (laughs) You're right. And you're right. Somehow, somehow, me talking about race car series correctly is the only way for you to stop making inappropriate comments. I jumped the gun, (laughs) but I feel like it was out. It was out there. It was in the ether. We can do this if you want to. No, I think I'm good. Drive to Survive is the F1 show, and it's absolutely incredible. Ask anybody that's seen it. They will tell you. Big F1 guy over here. Kevin James' Netflix show that is about a NASCAR pit crew is the ranch 
with NASCAR, and it is horrendous. Listen, <laughs> I just, I think we talked about this on. I watched the, seven minutes and couldn't do it. We talked about this on the uh, podcast, but uh, Taylor Lautner is in this Sean Payton movie, Rob Schneider, uh, and then Maxwell Simpkins from uh, Mighty Ducks. So they're my Maxwell, my there. boy. Um, okay, so uh, we are, uh, Andre and I are way under or under ish, and Jason, you are over. Is that correct? Yep. Um, okay, not let's much. move. Not much. Okay, that's fine. Panthers, let's go to the Panthers. Uh, they're number seven and a half. Man, I, I had a real issue here, and I think. I think my where I landed was I'm I'm going to stay away because I like their draft. I don't like their depth chart. I don't like their wide receivers. I think really what this comes down to is is Matt Rule a good coach? Are their coaches like good? Is Sam Darnold good? It's too many variables for me to understand what's actually happening here because when I look at the roster I'm not like, "Oh yeah, obviously this is what's up." But there seems to be like tangential or not tangential, intangible momentum about like the Panthers are so good. So I thought I'm going to stay away. I'm going to say over, but I would rather stay away from this. Andre, where did you land on it? Yeah, this is a monster stay away for me as well. Mm -hmm. I, you know, Sam Darnold just doesn't do it for me at quarterback. They have a poor offensive line, but if there's anybody who can sort of change, turn Sam Darnold into an NFL quarterback that he probably hopes he could be, it's, it's Joe Brady. I mean, we saw what he did at LSU with Joe Burrow and, if you know, I think it's a it could be a big season for him if if the Panthers do go over and Sam Darnold has a great year, you can almost book Joe Brady as finding a head coaching job somewhere next year. Yeah, um, I forgot about the Joe Brady of it all, honestly, and that yeah. does that does give me a little bit more enthusiasm for them. But yeah, and, and, but with McCarthy, I mean uh, McCaffrey, you know, he's really the only offensive weapon that they have coming off an injury. Um, yeah, I have a slight under. I have him seven and ten. I think it's just because I just don't trust Sam uh, Sam Darnold. Um, but again, this would be of the four. This would be the one that I have no desire to bet a side of. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like there's any value there, Jason. What about you? How'd you come down? I'm going to take the Joe Brady over, and okay. I don't care if it's just eight. Um, I just don't see this team being seven and ten. Man, I want to take the over really bad. But I just don't understand them. I, you like, did take the over. Are you switching? Um, no, I'm, taking, the, I'm staying away. I'm staying away. I just don't like this. It. Isn't the over stay away underachievers? Okay, both of you grow up. Okay, what are we Paul doing Blart, here? Mall Cop. Okay, I'll take the over. If Listen, you my point about Paul, like that. my point about Paul Blart Mall Cop is uh-huh. that you need to watch this Netflix series about NASCAR with Kevin James. I'm you not will doing stop. the F1 conversation. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. So I was in Hilton Head last week, right? I'm not trying to flex on you guys, vacation flex, but I was. Um, but um, big bike path energy in Hilton Head. You know what I mean? Like it's just sure. all bike paths, right? And for most of my life, I've been going there since I was six. Again, Andre, I have no idea where this is headed and I'm so excited. I've, I've been to Hilton Head one time with him, so... <laughs> I've also been to Hilton Head twice with him. Yeah. It's it's just bike paths everywhere. That's the thing. This is the first time I've ever seen I saw like a lot of bikes, but I also saw six people in a line of segways. I've never seen that before. So should you feel bad about yourself if you're on the bike paths at the beach on a segway? Where else would you ride it? On the street. I, nowhere. Don't bring that here. You know what <laughs> oh I mean? My gosh. This is the beach. Chill That's out. what this whole thing was about. What is it? No, it's Paul Blart. Paul Blart wrote a segue. I didn't do that. Listen, is there a beach segue? Because that's what's up. I just yeah, segue that goes on the sand. That's a great idea. You need some all-terrain tires on that thing. That's, that's what I'm talking point. about. 
I just feel like the Segway had their chance. They didn't take it. So now right. like, you see the floor of the bikes. That's what I think. Uh, <laughs> n- last over under. We're going to talk about the Falcons. Their number is a seven. Wait, are you over or are you under Knox on the I'm, I said over and then I, I broke into a really charming anecdote about Segways. <laughs> so I thought that was clear, honestly. Um, so Andre, you, where are you at? I am under. And under or over on the Segways? I'm definitely under segways. I'm not a segway guy. I just figured out the I just figured out the vibe of this episode. Of the three of us, who is more likely to be seen on a segway in any setting? Jason. (laughs) My hands up. It's a hundred percent. There's no doubt. The efficiency of this thing. You just lean. You don't even it's not you're not even really writing it. Okay, Falcons. Last over under. Uh, their number is at seven and a half. Um you know, I, I don't know if this is spicy, but I don't know that their new coach, uh, Arthur Smith, I don't know if you know this, he's the son of the FedEx guy. I don't know if you ever heard that. Have you ever heard that like a game or anything? I don't know that he's a shoe-in. I don't know if he's a home run. I think the Falcons' defense is still a problem. I think they're going to lose Julio Jones. I think Matt Ryan is still Matt Ryan. I I think there's going to be a lot of buzz, but I think this is a under. But I think I would stay away if I had to, but I'm going to pick under because I'm not a coward, and that's my choice. Uh, Andre, <laughs> where did you land on that? I... Kind of went back and forth on this. There is a twinge of uh, Homerish, uh, you know, kind of thought there. But yeah, again, sure. I, I agree that Julio's gone. Um, I think schedule wise, they have a extremely tough schedule with an early bye and then playing twelve straight games to end of the season. Uh, they play at Dallas, at San Francisco, uh, at Miami, at Buffalo. I mean, those that's four on the road tough games. Uh, but, you know, they finally have an offensive coach, an offensive-minded coach. I think that can help Matt Ryan. He definitely has the weapons around him. I think the defense is a little problematic, uh, Problematic, but at seven and a half, I mean, they, all they have to do is go eight and nine. I, I think that I'm going to take the slight over at eight and nine, nine and eight. You know, I, when I ran through the schedule, just like doing it kind of like a uh, uh, real slapdash, I'd landed on eight and nine for them. Yeah. But I just I don't think it's going to go like that. You know, I don't I'm not impressed with them enough. I think I'm shorting Arthur Smith is really what it is. Uh, Jason, what about you? Are you are you bullish or the other one ish on the Falcons? <laughs> nice. Bearish uh, I, is bearish. I knew that. I got it. I think I'm going to have to take the over. OK, if if Arthur Smith can do and, you know, I love Mike Vrabel as a coach. But if, if Arthur Smith can do that with with I mean, you know, you had Tractor Cito up there and you had you had these guys going uh playing well above their pay grades let's just say yeah i mean with nobody at wide receiver um what's what's that what's aj that? brown aj brown yeah he's that. good he's good he's good and huge but I th- um, but i think you're on to something about ryan Tannehill sucked and then he's suddenly pretty good yeah. that's not mike rabel okay yeah, that's true <laughs> that's not that, i mean he might be giving him confidence but that doesn't you know that's not always going to translate to the field for an nfl quarterback I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over, and you may notice a trend. I took the order over of all teams in this Love division. <laughs> I think I'm gonna hit on three of four. You think so? Yeah, I think that one of these teams is gonna really fall off. Obviously, the most likely candidates are the Falcons or the Panthers. Um, but like you all were kind of getting at earlier, it very well could be the Saints. If I take the over on all of them, I really do believe that three are gonna hit in this division. I think that they were so bad last year this division that I, I think that there's going to be some snapback. I do have a hot take from Spicyville for the Falcons. It is they move on. Like Jason said, they move on from Matt Ryan after this year for mostly cap reasons. 
and fresh off a Georgia national championship, they draft JT Daniel. Wow. wow. Mark it down. I don't know that I could dislike a quarterback more than JT Daniel, (laughs) honestly. And I wanted to like him, but I don't. Is it the mustache? It's the mustache. Let's transition here to uh, Cameo. No need to talk about records. No need to talk about the things. I've already seen the person. We're, no, I've already used this person. Man, I had Jay Williams. I was like, he's right there, and I was going to pick him, but we've already done Jay Williams. So, it's 5 4 and 0, oh, isn't it? Um, are we, I think you and I are tied. No, I've got five. Thank you. Oh, you've you, got five. You've got, you've got four. It's 4 4 and 0. Oh. Okay. Okay. So you're taking the bat. lead. Uh, we don't need to like put names and like records and anything. Oh, wow. I've got a good one, and I did not see. I did not see the price, and I'm really excited to bring this person to you. This is Hugh Jackson, the former coach of the Cleveland oh Browns. $1,700. <laughs> There's so much latitude with how this can go. Um, I I will tee off here. No, no, no. Andre gets to pick. Okay, yeah, Andre, you pick. How many reviews does he have? Um, you get to pick when you go, Andre. You go first or last. or middle. I want to go last. How many reviews does he have? So this is like spelling bee. Like, use it in a sentence, please. Like, what is the root uh, Latin or stuff like that? Um, he is uh, he did, has 345 reviews. When did he join? Um, I, I Honestly, I can't look at that without spoiling myself. Okay. So uh, He has over 300 reviews. He has over th- over 340. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to? Did you do uh, cameo research? That's what that's what we're trying to figure out right now. I will I will read his most recent review, which was May eighth. Wow, coach! Amazing three exclamation points. That was fantastic exclamation point. We're going to share this with Joe next Thursday when we're in <laughs> Vegas. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. So five stars, guys. Review so, written by definitely not me, Hugh Jackson. I'm a burner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I'll, I'm you want me to go first? Okay, I'll go yeah. first. I'll go All first. Right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fifty-five dollars. Seventy-five dollars. Seventy-six dollars. Uh survey says sixty-five dollars. Sixty-five dollars. <laughs> Wait, so who gets that you, Jason? No, you and I tie. He loses. <laughs> it's only funny because that is I haven't freaking believable. I haven't won a bet since the Reagan administration, and this is the only thing that uh that I went at right now. So holy um, cow. Um, okay, that's it for this episode of the Over Underachievers. Again, before you go, please remember to subscribe to the show and please remember to rate and review the show on iTunes. Give us a five star rating and review. That would be amazing. As always, I'm Knox. He's Andre. He's Jason.